Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. I'm sorry we're so late, guys. We um, we had a technical <laughs> situation. Here. Yeah, it was, it was fucking this whole day. People have been asking me like, "How's Jay?" I'm like, "My day was stupid," <laughs> and it was just stupid one day. stupid mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. after a fucking another. Yep. I'm like, what in the goddamn what universe shame. is happening here? You know. But anyways, guys, welcome back to. <laughs> Can you guys hear everybody? Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> Try to get everybody's levels to where they're supposed to be. All right. Uh, I need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see Mr. Pittsburgh. Yes, I see me. Yes. I see the. Okay. So All right. Squeak. Back it down a little bit there. There you go. Okay. We don't want to be squeaking on you guys. Okay. Anyways, guys, welcome to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, aka Ludini. You can find out more about me and what I got going on at LudiniRockandRollCircus.com or LouLombardiMusic.com. You can participate in all the wonderful activities we have on our websites, like checking out our uh, back catalog of podcasts, our YouTube archive, our interview archive. Um, you can get become part of our inner circle and hang out with us live. Like uh, I know a lot of people were probably going like, "Where in the hell is he?" He's supposed to be started. We're running a little bit late tonight. <laughs> I think as as uh, we said. Anyways, uh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, that is and that is all our stuff there to find us online. Also, I want to give a shout out to RockRageRadio.com, where you can go and download a, an app. And uh, this app is a certain kind of app. And I'm gonna let Lily. Say, Lily, what kind of app is it? Free. It's nice. Free. It's a free app. It's a free app. Why do you want another app? Because this is this app is unlike any other app that has ever been made in the history of apps. It's the appiest. It's the most Ooh. appiest. <laughs> Makes me feel very happy to announce this uh, app. I see what you did. Anyways, this is that one of my words I'm not supposed to say? I don't have anyways on my list. Oh. <laughs> I thought I thought you were looking for appi- appiness. Appiness. RockRageRadio.com. There's a great app you download from RockRageRadio.com. It is a app that gives you access to 24/7 amazing music programming that you're not gonna hear any place else. They they really love like indie bands, things that like stuff that you're just not really hearing even on Sirius and places like that. Lots of great interview shows. Speaking of that, Hot Licks with Lily Six is at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. on Thursdays. On Thursdays. And you would be proud of Pittsburgh Kevin and I because we plugged all your stuff. Yes, we we did. ready to vote for you on very the, good. the, the Thank horror you. thing. And uh, we plugged your <laughs> show mm-hmm. twice, just like we did at the beginning and the end, just like we always do. Oh, yep. I love you guys. Yeah. Thanks. Even though you're nerds. Whoops. What? <laughs> Careful, don't don't watch. Oh, guys, you mean, that's it. a shame that solo wasn't recorded. That was good. But was anyways, good. so uh, RockRageRadio.com, download the free app and check out Wolf's Customs, guys, please. I saw uh, some of this work that Wolfie is putting out there. It's really cool. Yes. He does this amazing custom work on musical instruments. Check him out, Wolf'sCustoms.online, or just find him on social media. Okay, now let's talk about what is going on. This week, guys. Lily, did you see any shows or do anything fun? I did a bunch of things this week, starting Thursday. Um, Thursday, I went to 100 Acres Manor in South Park, and the clown scared me. <laughs> Send in was, the clown. Was it no, our clown? It, it wasn't. wasn't our clown? It, it was, was worse. a different clown. Worse clown. Yes. 
But wow. that was a lot of fun. Uh, Friday, I was actually interviewed for once by Dana Palooza podcast. Wow. He wanted to know all the things I love about music and horror movies. No. <laughs> they honked that damn honky horn, I'm telling you, and I freaked out. Get a clown. Also, Friday, I went to go see Leadfoot Lover at Guntown in Cannesburg. I'm sick of that shit. Wow. <laughs> With wow. Uh, Metal Heathen Jewelry herself, Sissy Boland. Her there and I go. went to that show. Uh, before that's that, a though, good band. That's a good cover band. Like if you're, yeah, they're a lot of fun. If you're like, if you are in the <laughs> not in the Pittsburgh area, the kind of like Washington, Cannonsburg mm. area, still fun. Um, I just want to throw this out there: do not buy the werewolf wine. If you see werewolf wine, it gets you drunk on the first drink. Well, wait a minute. No, Hold it's on, not man. as it's not as a, a glamorous as it seems. No, <laughs> it's a glamorous. It's not glamorous. <laughs> Well, like, um, you know, put the brown paper bag. I only the drink glamorous wine. I mean, oh, I do usually. Mm-hmm. Bougie, mm-hmm. bougie, bougie, bougie. But yeah. yes, I did. Playing that bougie, bougie music. <laughs> and then I did nothing Saturday mm. because I'm so I hungover. I did nothing. I was hungover <laughs> <laughs> Sunday. Schultz. I also did nothing. So there's that. But there I did, you, you know, the rest of the week and was fine. <laughs> Yeah. Shows and haunted houses and podcasts. I don't. I don't. I think my days on haunted houses are over. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Spooky season. I don't. I love spooky season, and we're going to be getting into some majorly spooky season yes. stuff tonight because we're. This is going to. This is going to branch off into some stuff because I saw an awesome horror film Ooh. this week. Awesome. Which one? I will talk ah. about it in Ooh. a little bit here, and then I saw. Well, anyways. <laughs> I watched and I watched some other horror movies too. Yeah, and I, of course I watched Trick or Treat. Yes, of course. Of sure. I decided once I watched <clears throat> Trick, Trick or Treat, I'm only going to watch horror movies until Halloween, until Halloween oh, is over. That's okay. Kind of a thing. So, but then I screwed up and I started watching Celebration Day, the Led Zeppelin concert. Oh, like, oh shit! I turned this off on horror. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually just the sort of side note. This fucking killer. If you've never seen it. It's real. It's fuck. I heard like the first two songs. It's, I mean, they sound fucking amazing. This was that uh, when they got together uh, that celebration of Ahmed uh, Ahmed Oh yeah, yeah. And they yeah, there was yeah, their yeah, one yeah. reunion. It was the only time they ever reunited. It was in 2012. Mm-hmm. It, they sound. They look great. I mean, they're older guys, but they really still at that time so we're still looking like rockers it was yeah. cool it was really yeah. fun um, nice so yeah so but but that was my one faux pas but the rest were all horror. <laughs> Good. I um, but let's talk. So we're gonna get into this trick or treat thing. What um, before we do that, how should we say? Should we start with fast way or should we start with trick or treat? Well, I have all the things. Wow, a little bit of all the things. I, <laughs> a little bit. Let's, of all okay, the so why? First of all, I think maybe we should explain why we're talking about trick or treat. Okay. Some people may not know. So trick or treat. We need to talk about the movie. I think. Okay, movie first. So, <laughs> so Trick or Treat is a 19, what, 87? 86. 86, 86 yeah. horror film. This was, the reason we're talking about it is because it is a movie about that whole 80s, it it, it takes place against the backdrop of the whole 80s hair rock, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 80s metal, glam metal thing. It's, but it's a story about backwards masking. If you guys remember, so we have to talk. We have to tell people There's, what that yeah. is. I think some people are going to have no idea because you guys are all used to listening to Spotify. There's no backward masking <laughs> on Spotify. You can't do yeah. none of that. That is, it was a uniquely, uh, uh, oh, that, that's really unique to an era. But mm-hmm. in any case, but it involves those things and this sort of like 
go metal versus metal is from Satan. And mm-hmm. so that is the backdrop. And this kid does the, you know, he conjures this demon by playing a record backwards. So that is why we're talking about it because it is a heavy metal movie. And there is a band that does, there's one band that does the whole soundtrack, which is kind of cool because a lot of, a lot of movies, right? They have like, they're a bunch of different bands. Right, and that's right. cool too. Yes, you know yes. what movie has um, the faculty? From the 90s, mm, that's got mm-hmm. a good like 90s hard rock soundtrack. You know, it's yeah. one of the. It just I made me think of that. One. Like, that's a cool movie, but it's like it's a Donnie Darko. Yeah, great soundtrack, mm-hmm. a lot of different artists. And that we're not saying that's wrong, but this is unique and since it's one artist doing the whole soundtrack. The whole soundtrack not yeah. that nobody's ever done that. Yes, before some people chime in. Yes, other bands have done it, but the movie, the music are kind of like together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of they yep. they kind of work together. They're kind of a part of each other. And I have this, but this was not a big famous movie. No, <laughs> it did all. have real money behind it. Dino De Laurentiis' uh, company was behind it. Um, the uh, the guys that made the movie had just made Freddy's Revenge. Oh, okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. So they these weren't like you know first timers or you guys like they went and they had a budget and they made this movie. It was a flop. But it became kind of a cult classic. So yeah, go sure. ahead, Lily. So I just kind of wanted to lay it out why we were talking about it because it's a movie about rock and it features one band. So it's going to be our album, which is Trick or Treat by Fastway. Great. Uh, so starting off with the movie, uh, you kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, this is a movie where metal was considered to be nerdy, which is why the kid gets bullied. Nobody, Everybody mm. thought he was just a loser because he listened to metal. Um, he obtains... His well, there might be some spoilers. We're just stop it. We're not gonna. We're really trying not to like go like really give the whole thing away. Super deep. But there's gonna be there's you're yeah. gonna you hear some stuff. If right. you don't want to know anything about it, just pause the podcast right now. Go watch Trick or Treat and come back. <laughs> come back. <laughs> we'll wait. Well, anyway, a bullied metalhead obtains a mysterious demo for record of a recently deceased hard rock star with startling consequences. Who gives him the demo? Oh, Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons who is Nuke, yep. the, DJ. Nuke the, DJ. the DJ. Yes, yes. Gene Simmons. This movie has some rock stars in it: Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go ahead. Um, Ozzy Osbourne is actually a preacher <laughs> in the film. That's <laughs> um, great. Who was trying to explain why all of that is bad, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> some other interesting things actually let me see if I can find what I want to say next well Blackie Lawless of Wasp was actually originally set to play Sammy Kerr but when uh, director Charles Martin Smith told Blackie that they got Fastway to do the soundtrack he would be lip syncing to their songs Blackie's like um yeah I'm no like, I have, I have a whole no. band going <laughs> yeah. on here actually yeah. you know I'm an actually a musician <laughs> I'm actually yeah. a rock star <laughs> um he didn't need Fastway's music because he had his own band uh, yeah. the special effects for, were for, blah, 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 for the film was Plus created tax. By Kevin Yeager, who later provided the effects for Freddy Krueger and the Crypt Keeper from HBO's Tales from the Crypt. He also is in the movie as the um, lead singer guitarist for the band that's at the oh, dance. Oh, wow. So, okay. Pretty cool. Um, Gene Simmons was also originally offered the role of Sammy Kerr. Uh, he didn't think much of the script and just decided to do a cameo as DJ Duke. Um, the title of Sammy Kerr's unreleased album, Songs in the Key of Death, is a play on the title of Stevie Wonder's <laughs> yes. 1976 album, Songs in the Key of Life. Sweet. But it's a really good movie. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say without spoiling too much of it. I guess since we can't do that. <laughs> but um, it's a good soundtrack. Uh, it's all rock and metal sounding. Kind of. There's mm. some '70s sounds, some '80s sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's complete cheese, but it's so much fun. If you're yeah. if you're into horror or 
comedy horror and rock and roll and metal, you're going to love it anyway, just because of what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to go back and watch that from the 80s because we're so used to modern horror <laughs> right. where nothing is left to the imagination. And I'm like, man, that's all the gore there is? But I'm like, no, 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 that's not what this movie's about. No. <laughs> you know, so it was, it was a blast watching it today. Again, after, what, how many 30 some years. years. <laughs> do you have anything on how Fastway was selected to do this? I don't think I yeah. couldn't find I anything couldn't find either. Anything either. I, all what it says on the Fastway Wikipedia, whatever he went, says that the Trick or Treat doubled as their fourth album. Yeah, with Dan, with Dan King, Dave King, the singer. That I don't know. Is it well, Dan? What's the? What, I know let's, this. Let's I do know Way. this. Let's okay. get into Fastway too. So, right, so there's the movie, and the music is all by Fastway, and it's an actual album. Album. Yeah, right. It's, it's actually right. it's not a soundtrack. Quote yeah, unquote. and, and, it's an and album. like what's cool about it is there's like they're like real rock songs. Mm-hmm. They're not like. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like movie songs. Right. right. It's not like yeah. scores or anything like yeah. that. Go ahead. Uh, British heavy metal band formed in 82 by former motor Motorhead guitarist Fast Eddie Clark and UFO bassist Pete Way. Um, they ended up going through many lineup changes, member changes, uh, because Pete Way left the band after receiving an opportunity to play with Ozzy Osbourne. When, when the Oz man calls, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's every, everybody did that. Uh, Randy right. Rhodes did, uh, did that. Brad Gillis did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rudy Sarzo, they all did it. And yeah. they did try to reincarnate the band several times in the <clears throat> 80s and the 90s, and even rec- not recently, but in the 2000s. And then Clark passed away in 2018 mm. from pneumonia, and um, Way passed away from... COVID. I don't know what that was in August of 2020, so probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. But that's what I have on Fastway. There was no why they did this soundtrack, but hmm. there's that. That's what I have on Fastway. I have some thoughts. Okay. Did Kevin, is there anything you want to say about it? Uh, other than the fact that I've actually seen Fastway. I saw oh, them back in the day. Fun. They opened for Rush up in Rochester, Not New fun. York. Come on, Lils. Be happy for that sounds like a That sounds like a great show. That was a really good show because I only knew the one song, Say 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 What You you Will, will. and these guys came out and they're just like, they're Fastway. And you're like, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. But I I have the ticket somewhere. Unlike Lily, I did not dig through my shit. I I liked Fast Eddie Clark. I liked his work with Motorhead too. I I thought he was a really cool guitar player. That's a great riff, Say What You Will. That's uh the only song by them though I really knew they this this was a band that like I was gonna tackle on one of our podcasts where we talk about bands maybe we thought should be bigger or we talk about right. like bands that like maybe you forgot about and you need to know about and mm-hmm. we give a little thing on and we just do a couple bands that was, this was a band that was on my list I was gonna bring up on one of those podcasts yeah they are um I, I have a so I'm I want to take personal note about Fastway and their first album. All right. I have a memory yes. oh of being it, I believe we're South Hills Village, mm-hmm. walking past National Record Mart. Okay. And their and their album cover, they had that album came out and they there was a big promotion for it. Yeah. With the the uh, checkered flags right. and everything. The, you know the, what I'm the, talking about. Yep. And it was all over the store and there's a big sign in the window. And Kevin and I went in to Bashwork and we're looking at the albums and he goes, he and he says, Fastway sucks. I said, why? He goes, they don't have a bass player. I'm like, well, there's three guys. He goes, ah, uh-uh. it's a guitar player, a singer, and a drummer. There's no bass player. And you were like all dicked off that they didn't have a bass player. 
And um, I was like, I was listening to the song. I'm like, well, there's somebody's playing bass. And then, then I, because there was no internet and you couldn't look shit up or whatever, I happened to catch like one of the DJs on the radio talking about how the band formed, it's called Fastway because of Fast Eddie Clark and Pete Way of U- mm. UFO. But Pete left very quick. Like, uh, Pete like left the album had, I don't even think it was uh, like, yeah. even released. And uh, it was just a funny memory of two high it's school kids. I totally forgot about that until you, you just brought it up. You were like... <laughs> you were absolutely right. Fuck this band. See you guys later. Bye. They just... They just... They just... Uh, I, 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 what happened was he quit the band and they were like releasing the album. So they're like, oh, I guess well, he, we, just, we won't have him in the pictures. We don't have... A, you know, yeah, so they... Yeah. They look cool. <laughs> you know? They just, they, you were right. That was kind of... Losers. Kind of an odd thing, you know. That was a kind of... I, I think too with Fastway... When I think when that happened, in my opinion, that was a like a strike against them because when you come out with, and that's already mm-hmm. out there that one guy has already left the band You're like, and oh. it, the album hasn't even been released yet. That's mm-hmm. like that really raises red <laughs> flags. Scary, yeah. yeah for like, people, well, hmm. it, it really does. It, it shouldn't, but it really does. If, at that time, people knew everybody in the band. It was like big. Well, it was kind of a big you deal. Knew, you knew everybody in the band. You. You know, you had your favorite member of Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. You had your favorite Beatle. You had your your favorite uh, member of Kiss. You you you, you know. Yep. You it's knew totally a thing. It yeah. Was such, it was absolutely totally a thing. And there were people that would go to because they really liked the one guy in the band and they would like watch him all night. It <laughs> was mm-hmm. absolutely a thing. <laughs> well, Nikki might be sings. might be a little bit different for you. Little well, little. I'm a girl. So. Uh, that's true. <laughs> sort heard, of. I've heard that about you. Yeah. yeah it's a rumor. Mm. <laughs> So I, I think that that I think that that hurt them. The yeah. other thing, after listening to the album Trick or Treat, what I realized too is there, there's only so much room on radio for Quiet Riot and Motley Crue and those type of bands. And these guys really were. Some of their songs are like really good, but mm-hmm. it could be a Quiet Riot song. Right. Right. Or, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Re- it's not that it's, it's good. I mean, that's a compliment. Those are like big mm-hmm. songs. They have songs with, what's the, what's the song? Stand Up. Yeah, Stand yeah. Up is a really like, really good. It's not the Stand Up, Stand right. Up. It's not right. that Stand Up. But it's a good Stand Up. They did a good job on it. <laughs> it is a good Stand Up. And anyways, the songs are all really good, but they're all of that. I mean, this, I, I, you know, I went like, this could be a Dawkins song. Mm-hmm. You know, this could be... Um, is it Dan King? It's Dan. It is it's Dan. Dan. No, Dave. I'm sorry. Dave it's Dave. King. Dave mind. King is a, he's a he's a great <laughs> voice. It's really it's really good. He sells the songs mm-hmm. really really well. But I think that that's an issue. I think that was the issue with Fastway. I think this is one of the reasons why they got this thing was because they they probably, to put it bluntly, were affordable. <laughs> <laughs> We'll do they, it. Yeah, they, licensed, theory. they were probably very happy to license their music to this because it was ma- probably massive exposure. Right. I mean, it was a big Hollywood movie. This yeah. wasn't uh, some indie film. Yeah, this wasn't some. Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. This wasn't one of those, you know. Straight to Gable. Sam Raimi. Uh, what was his name? Bruce Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, with ghosts hanging on shoestring stuff <laughs> in a movie. Oh, come on. That's fine. <laughs> that's right. In any case, they, uh, I, I would imagine that's probably why. And w- what was his name? Charles, what's his name? Charles Martin, what's his name? 
Charlie McCracken? No, 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 no. no. The, 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 uh, the director. Oh, uh, the director. oh, hell. I had it. You said it. Charles Martin Smith. Charles Martin Smith. So Charles Martin Smith, he was trying to make this movie and knows he needs a good band. Mm-hmm. And they are fast, fast, it's a great band. But there's a budget and they've got to be at the end of the... If they, if they wanted to license like Blizzard of Oz or something like that, that would have, that would have oh, been probably the whole... <laughs> bu- so yeah, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Donezo. And uh, uh, and artists like Ozzy, Kiss, Van Halen, even Judas Priest and bands like that, they could command. I, I, I was thinking this morning, like, what other bands would have been like a cool like plug in? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I think Iron Maiden would have been fucking awesome. Oh yeah, that would yeah. Cool. You know, Dio. Sure. I mean, there's a you know this <laughs> like right in there. There, there. there was some that would have been really really good. Um, uh, uh, for it. But do you want to maybe run down the album a little bit? and You want me to give you some history on that? Yeah. All right. So it's the fourth album by Fastway. And, of course, the soundtrack to Trick or Treat. Um, it was released in November of 86, so a month after mm. the actual film came out. Uh, this was the final Fastway album to feature Dave King on vocals. The film flopped, but soundtrack reestablished Fastway as a hard-hitting metal band. Uh, the soundtrack was a moderate success and stayed on the Billboard Top 200 chart for 11 months. Soundtrack was actually more successful. Yes. And then it makes you wonder, yeah. did they need the movie? Yeah, right. Did it, maybe the movie held them back. Ooh. Maybe. maybe. These are good songs. Yeah. <laughs> this, is kind of, this is why you listen to us, because we try to pick yeah. up shit that many other people didn't pick up. But go ahead. Uh, the success of the soundtrack combined with the little money the band received caused fighting and the group disbanded. King took most of the band with him and started uh, QED. That's funny. This is uh, a more. And uh, <laughs> now you're listening to WQED. Uh, coming up next, World Cafe, and after that will be Sounds of Poetry with wow. Terry Grace. <laughs> the album features a collection of folk-laden hard rock tunes that are firmly rooted in the sound of the mid '80s, but are also given a little bit of classic rock backbone. Um, classic rock backbone. <laughs> Oh, hell. Um, oh, hell, babe. <laughs> oh, my. But what's fun, also, one little quick tidbit about the movie as well, is like, there. See, at the beginning of the movie, you see all of Eddie's mm-hmm. collection of records, and yes. there's like Impaler, Exciter, right. Possessed, Sabotage, Judas Priest, Anthrax, Raven. Oh, it's an, al- it's an advertisement for, it's like Basically. all the bands. Of that, the right. bands of exactly. that era. <laughs> Eight, what it was, 86? 86. 86. 86. I mean, October 86. Yeah, I mean, these were the bands that were ginormous. Yeah. And he also has a uh, picture of the band Lizzie Borden in his locker, so there's nice. that. Yay. Um, that's all I have on the band. Uh, as far as track listings, there's not much background. No. <laughs> on what the songs mean and I'm chalking that up to you watch the movie and that's what the songs are about <laughs> yeah <clears throat> yeah the songs fit into the movie whatever's going on in the movie at the time you're like oh all right. or may- well maybe f- that's what Fastway should have done is they should have w- went and watched more movies and wrote a song maybe. based on ah, movies there you go would have probably been helpful <laughs> it does have a cool cover too mm-hmm with Sammy Kerr on the front. Sammy Kerr. Who I'm mildly attracted to, which is kind of sick, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> I don't think he would have been attracted to you. I'm just saying. Well, not in real life. No, exactly. <laughs> in the movie? Hells yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some um, funny goofs in the movie. You're a funny goof in the movie. <laughs> um, okay. 
After removing her bra, Jeannie's bra straps reappear and disappear mm-hmm. while she's listening to Peace Offering, the song, oh the tape. Uh, when Eddie's mom picks up some of those records, the top record cover keeps changing. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I noticed that today. Spilled uh, Pepsi on the record disappears when Eddie smashes up the stereo. It's a miracle. That smashing of things usually mm-hmm. makes, <laughs> that makes the Pepsi too. go right away. What, what's here? What, what do we got? Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I should be reading. <laughs> you, you can read out Just loud, read you know. Loud. When Eddie leaves the car <laughs> that goes almost off the drawbridge, yep. you can see a jack. Now, when I oh. saw that, though, I thought that was like, I saw it, yeah. but I thought, I assumed it was like some kind of debris it, that he uh, ran I, over here. or something. Yep. So, I mean, I, you didn't uh, think we'll anything. Yeah, right? I didn't think anything we'll of it. it. I didn't really think anything. Oh, here's the thing. Uh, uh, when, um, was it the mom's car that was driving backwards toward the end? I think it would have been a really funny, especially homage to that era and that particular car if it hit, ran like ran into something and blew up because it was a <laughs> right. Pinto station wagon. <laughs> I was actually waiting for that to happen. That's funny. That I'm would like, have been that awesome. That would have been hilarious. Well, okay, so there was a th- well. We got to back up. Hold on. Hold on now. We got to fill Simmer in the down. public here because in the in the early in the late 1970s and early 1980s, uh, it was I think it was late 1970s. Mm-hmm. The Ford Pinto. It was a vehicle. It was a tiny little. At the time, because of the the, the oil embargo yeah. and the, all the things with the gas, there was it was terrible. There were the, the economy car was now the thing. People were yep. trying. To, every company was clamoring to make car. an economy car. So Ford made the Pinto and Chevy made the Chevette and mm-hmm. they were all these mm-hmm. different things. But the Ford Pinto started, you know, started to get rumors out there that like they had exploding gas tanks, like they could really explode very very easily. Yes. And that's terrible, but there was a segment of it on what was it, Kevin? Twenty twenty or one of those I'm things. Sure. Yeah. And you know, after that, you know, there was a lot of jokes made about it. You know, mm-hmm. and everybody took shots at it, Saturday Night Live. Everybody. But there is a movie, and I can't remember what movie. I don't. Is it? It's either. It's like maybe Top Secret, or The Naked Gun, or one of those movies. Has something happened and somebody like just barely glides up to a pin thing uh, after kaboom. it explodes. And yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Can't remember can't one, remember one of those spoofy movies. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So you know, I yeah. So when I saw, I was it, waiting for that to happen. Pimp, pimp, pinto. But I think they were trying to make a serious horror movie. So let me tell tell you guys what I think of some of the issues with the movie and why I don't think it was big. Why why I. Sh- it wasn't as big as it could have been because it's a great idea. They took what was happening in music and that time MTV fucking ruled and that's where everybody was. You guys today are all into gaming and stuff like that. But back then it was MTV. Mm-hmm. We all agree on that. Yes. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And if you were big on MTV, you were fucking huge. So these guys were capitalizing on that scene and you would think that like, this is awesome. Horror and heavy metal, yes. but here's what here's one of the issues with the movie, and this is this like this did kind of bug me, and then I read about this later on. It's a heavy metal movie that's celebrating heavy metal, but it's also saying that heavy metal is like demonic right. mm-hmm. and every all at the same time, and it has the yep. whole thing with the backward masking, which I'm gonna explain in a second. So, because this character conjures the this demon of ver- or this resurrected singer who's yes. like right. actually like yes. kind, of, kind of like a, a demon. He comes, he's inspired by Freddy Krueger. He has this burnt kind of on his face yeah. and everything, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So 
it's a kind of for it's kind of pro metal but kind of anti metal and a lot of metal heads thought it was bashing metal and didn't support the movie. I totally get that. Mm -hmm. They were like, you know, they thought they were being made fun out of. That was and 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 then there were those who loved it and thought it was great too. Like didn't didn't take it that way, but it was gave like a mixed message. Right, mm -hmm. right. So. I think that that is a huge. I think that is like one of the biggest problems with with the movie. I think that like the effects and stuff, you know, look they look silly to us now. But if you go back and look at a lot of movies in that, especially with that budget in that area, that was like pretty much part That's of how it was. Pretty it, was good. it would have been yeah, accepted. It was pretty decent. Nobody yeah. would have been like, nah, nah. you know. Um. So that was, I think that hurt the film. And just they did, because they did have, they did were they were thinking that like you know this could be like the next thing like mm -hmm. this could be mm -hmm. the next this is going to be the next Freddy Krueger, you know this is going to be the next Jay. They were kind of they were like kind of hoping yes. that maybe they could do that that that, that would happen, but it, it absolutely did not work out. <laughs> um, so I think I think that's one of the issues with the movie. You know, it, it's corny and silly. Now, it features something called backward masking. And we just want to say a couple more things about the movie. Backward masking, let me explain this to you, is this is when you play a song forwards and it says one thing, and when you play it backwards, it says something else. The lyrics, you can actually hear the actual intelligible lyrics that say something else. No. And it is debated, right? I mean, some of them are like uncanny, and then some of them are like you're just you you're, you're reaching, really, you're reaching, yes, you know. Yeah, but yeah. there's some that are uncanny. Yeah, there's some that are you go like you know, like the the whole the turn me on, dead man. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, that, that, really, that's that, in, that was on purpose, though. Right, right. But I'm you saying, know? like, of course, but but there are time there are ones that are that are un, un, uncanny. The stairway to heaven thing does sound like a voice speaking. But I'm not exactly sure what is being said. Right. But you can hear a couple of. It sounds, you know. In any case, and it's spooky sounding too, right? Yeah. Kind of yes. spooky. So people started. I don't know how it got started, Mr. <laughs> Pittsburgh, but this was a thing in the late 1970s and early 1980s where these guys that would go around the country mm -hmm. with these multimedia displays, yes. talking about the devil yep. in today's music. Yeah. And part it, invariably, they would come to the section where they would talk about backwards masking. Yes, and they would play the song or or like a portion of the song in the right in in forwards, and then they would play it in reverse, and they would you know tell you Take what it out. You, yeah. you know. You know Did you hear that? And you would hear. It. Listen again. You can hear him say, "Satan loves me" or something. Mm -hmm. So this is another thing with the movie because it kind of again alludes to this thing like. Because it was a thing, it was it was back? You know, it was a kind of people, people like Satanic backwards masking. There were people that thought backward, backwards masking was <clears> like <throat> ooh, and there were people that were thought it was bullshit. Yep, it was probably a little bit of both. That's as such as life is. But that's how uh, uh, our main character communicates. Yeah, though. yeah so that's how yeah. the main character. What he starts doing is playing the records back, and he gets messages from the singer. Mm. 
Sammy Kerr. Sammy Kerr. Sammy Kerr. Sammy Kerr. <laughs> to do this and do that. He's bullied. And so at first it's fun because he kind of gets over on these kids. Right. And that's you're like rooting for him. <laughs> and then it starts to get kind of dark. And I think all of that is really good. I think the way that it slowly escalates, because mm-hmm. uh-huh. that's exactly how it is. You get sucked into something, right? Yep. You think it's all fun and games till somebody, and one guy almost loses an <laughs> yeah, eye. There's yeah, there's a whole thing. <laughs> right. But right. I love that scene. Yeah. It's a great scene. But what I'm saying, it's, it's literally that. It's all fun and games till somebody <laughs> loses an eye. eye. And even the main character starts to change a little bit. He changes his wardrobe from like right, the nerdy clothes right. to like the more rock and roll clothes as he's listening mm-hmm, to more mm-hmm. of what Sammy has to tell him on the record, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yes, as well. Yeah, he gets caught up in it, but then when somebody gets hurt, is when he that's gets, when he, he starts kind of snaps out. out of it. He's that like, wasn't whoa, whoa, really whoa, whoa. like, wait a minute now. Yeah, you know, I enjoy getting over on these bullies, but this isn't. This isn't what I asked for. Yeah, exactly. I did yeah. not sign up for this. Right. So I wanted to mention that. I want to explain what backward masking was to people. I hope that I hope that my explanation was clear. That I yeah sound cogent. So. Yeah. The other thing I do want to talk about real quick about the movie. This is really great. Is all of Ozzy's lines are improvised. <laughs> really? Are you serious? All improvised. And um, wow. Charles Martin Smith said that. They have like 30, 45 minutes of Ozzy doing this. <laughs> he really oh, went all like, he preached like a whole sermon. And they were like, nice. they were like, it was great, but there was no way they could use, they only oh, heard right. it. Yeah, so they just picked what they wanted and, and, and put it on there. But it's improvised. He, made, he did it all the time. That's awesome. That. That's pretty And he's cool. so coherent. That's just it. I could understand everything he was saying. And I'm like, was it dubbed? <laughs> In Dublin? In Dublin? No, they recorded it in Dublin. Oh, that's what it is. (laughs) But that is that. That's kind of cool that he's in the movie in in that in that way in that capacity. Yeah, that was really funny. There is a post. Is there post credits scene or something in there? No. There is something that kind of happens. There was a scene after the credits which I did not see. Neither did I. I watched it. Was it even on the YouTube? I don't know. I think once the credits rolled. There, there's a, there's a monster that appears once and they wanted they had ideas for to do more scenes with it but the budget wouldn't allow right. when she gets banged in the car yeah banged in the car bang we, we can't say raped we'll get oh, oh no. shit can't say it damn right. it oh, you did it way to go <laughs> you it's know the 80s, of course you can't she's banged say, in the car you know you can't listen to me you can't say suicide online no, no. you have i literally heard i'm literally hearing un- literally hearing youtubers say unalive un- 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 unlifed herself yeah what yeah yeah that's crazy yeah. talk yeah. and in any case so i died i i, 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 I you digest <laughs> but so, so I think that the the, the, it, the movie is a product of the time. Yeah. I love it. I and don't it's care. But <laughs> uh, here's what I think, though. Of all movies, when people want to say do remakes, I think this could be an awesome remake. Mm-hmm. I think you could do a kick-ass with remake the right with people. This. They could yep. do this, and and especially if you could set it then, do it do it in, in this, the past. In the eighties, yeah. Set it in the eighties. Yeah, don't update it. Don't update. <laughs> set set it in the eighties because like there's all this interest now with. Um, the, the Motley Crue movie mm-hmm. and all these different things. People are like, a, there's a resurgence in, uh, of interest in this type of stuff. I think that like you could tell a really fun horror story, you know, set against that backdrop. 
mm-hmm. with like to you know with like more like just more kind of updated acting because that's another thing like the acting in places mm. is just like there <laughs> yeah. was you know what I what I've noticed about movies it seems like especially you watch like real early movies from when they were first movies acting was started out like real hammy mm-hmm. right and then over the years the idea of becoming more natural that mm-hmm. like slow to come there was a long time where there were where there was like two schools there was actors who acted real natural and then there was actors who really acted yeah right and that, that comes actually from the stage absolutely yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. that's exactly where it comes. Well, you had to project yourself so everyone knew what you were talking about and <laughs> and um, so there's there's a, there's a couple there's some places in the movie where you can tell it's like it's mm. acting and mm. not yeah. doesn't feel so it'd be kind of fun to see that done. It isn't a super serious movie or something like that, but it would be fun. I am um... the the you know. The, oh, by the way, the the guy who plays uh, Sammy Kerr is T- Tony Fields. Tony Fields was a solid gold dancer. Yep, was he really? He sure was. Oh. He sure was. Wow. See. <laughs> But I, uh, I do have. Uh, can I, can I propose a serious question here? If they will, uh, we be doing Stonehenge tonight. Well, well, well. <laughs> if they do do the remake, uh, my my question would be: Can the Pinto blow up this time? <laughs> I think that that would be our. I think we can make it happen. Pinto. <laughs> Pinto. Pin on a toe. Also, vinyl and like cassettes are like getting huge again. So I think sure. in the eighties would make right. It I think there's a whole yeah. resurgence. Of a, a reinterest in that, I was um, that song that I played for you guys, or I, I had as my song last week um, by Polyphia, featuring Steve Vai. Mm-hmm. That's actually getting like massive streams and massive downloads. Good, yeah, nice. it's really good. Yeah, so that, I mean, it's kind of saying that there's some interest in people, people wanting to hear people play an mm-hmm. instrument and, and do something, do, do stuff like that. So we'll see how it goes. Maybe we are going to see the return of rock. Yes. It would be cool. I pray to Sammy Kerr every night. <laughs> oh, don't do that. What? <laughs> I don't want him ending up in the so, apartment. <laughs> the apartment above you. This was a, uh, this, this inspired me. I, I, I decided not to watch anything other than horror movies now till, till oh, the end of the month. <gasps> so I've, I've seen a whole bunch and I'm not going to talk about all the ones I have seen. But I must say that I saw two brand new movies okay. this past week. One was Fan Fucking Tasket, and that's Barbarian. Okay. It is Ooh, so okay. goddamn good, from beginning to finish. It, Keith said he didn't like the ending. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> he's watching, by the way. Yeah. It's Hi, fucking <laughs> awesome. It, 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 that, that movie is fucking great. That, it's just fucking killer. I'll have to watch it. Um, it. Everything, everything about. It. Just try not to watch any trailers or anything if you can. Okay. If you never anything cold. about it, just okay. go on cold. You are going. To like it, okay. Just like it. All just, right. just go in, okay. and 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 just 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 go with it. It's it's fucking impressive. Okay. It's really, right. I already like the and, names. And there and is, okay. and it's it, this is guys. This is how you do social commentary. It, it it has like it has a lot of different like themes and there is all that in there. But the but they just tell an awesome story mm-hmm. and it just kind of like the ideas kind of just sort of seep in. What's going on? Keith goes, it's not the relic. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> Noise. It's a great not the relic. The relic is not a great movie. Um, <laughs> Barbarian. Like you, you never see the bar. You have to see Barbarian. All right, it's on my list. All right. The other movie that I saw. Uh huh. Is. The new Hellraiser. I'm a little skeptical, but Ooh. tell me, please. So, I have been 
correcting YouTube reviewers on their reviews. <laughs> I'm being an asshole. Um, it's a, a look. If you look, if you look at the reviews on YouTube, most of them are pretty glowing. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Johns, his his he and I are a little bit more in line. It's um. Well, first of all, let me say the Cenobites, the, the set pieces, jaw dropping. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what they did with the Cenobites is fucking. Yes. That good? All right. Fucking awesome. <laughs> nice. And because like that can go wrong, right? When you try to update uh-huh. something. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, Fuck, no. Rick, Clive Barker was hel- heavily involved. He's the he wrote the uh, story called the Hellbound Heart, which the original Hellraiser was based on. But the the, the 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 set pieces, all of that, like the way they handle all that, is really fucking good. The, the they they do some really cool things. They don't introduce the Cenobites and all that like stuff like right away. It's done very slowly. Some of it's done like kind of in the background. You'll okay. see mm-hmm. like the chains come and carry somebody away. Okay. Yeah. But it's oh, interesting. Like a, it's right, really sure. like it's very fucking cool. Okay. So that is 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 awesome. There is some really fucked up violence in it oh, but yeah. I don't mind I'm I don't like gore for the sake of gore but if it makes like in a hellraiser you can't do hellraiser without it without you have to have that <laughs> yeah. and you really get your money's worth it really but it doesn't become hellraiser until about halfway through okay oh. the first half of the movie though now I'm going to talk about some stuff that's like eh. oh the other thing's kind of the other cool thing about the movie the other cool thing about the other cool thing about the movie is they give you the uh, they give you some backstory about what this box is. Okay. And they so they fill in some of those gaps which the the original movie didn't do. Yeah, I, anyway, I heard it was a little more true to Okay. So uh, and and the lead Cenobite, the the priest from hell, it's everybody calls that character Pinhead. It's not that's not its name. People just call it that. Mm-hmm. It's nowhere it's called a Pinhead. But in any case, is played I believe by a woman and much more true to the novella because in the novella it is described as being completely androgynous mm-hmm. and this Ooh. is a kind of like looks like a woman but has like uh, like the voice the talks way like they a did man the, the fucking voice they did <laughs> wow the fucking mm-hmm. voice they did but anyways but not. the first half of the movie is like first of all you're going like is this R rated Because <laughs> it's very like PG thirteen mm-hmm. and it's this soap opera thing with this Oh, they were just gearing you up. This mm-hmm. girl who's like she's an alcoholic and her brother's mad at her and blah 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 blah. Like, and I watch the right movie? Right. And so this this all this nonsense that they're all terrible people. <laughs> They're just like, I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't like any of you. You're awful. Yeah. Awful people. So you don't care. Right. And for, and, and really, it, you are kind of starting to look at your watch going like, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I guess they just I decided to like, I just figured, <laughs> I started to think, well, maybe it's 2022. You know, they toned all the violence and everything right. down because, you know, it's not politically, whatever. I don't know what, I, I just was, and then, then about halfway, then? Turn, then it becomes Hellraiser and it's Hellraiser oh, to the last fucking scene. To the scene. extent. Yeah. The very last scene. <laughs> nice. The very last fucking scene, it's Hellraiser. <clears throat> But there's this law, and I mean, it's and they do this. It's like the cliche PG thirteen ghost stories, you know, where you know they've got to find 
out the background and who lived here in right. the house right. before. The so, you know, I was waiting for them to go to the library and look up the microfiche. <laughs> but they, wow, you but just they dated did your have a scene. Self. They did have a scene where they went to not Google, but like Google. Okay, they can't uh, use Google. I see, and yeah, you know they're yeah, researching the thing. I'm like, you know, they're all looking over the computer and going, hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. that was fucking terrible. And and I'm gonna say something that no review review. Now some of the other reviewers have said that the beginning is slow, and they they should have put that together a little better. That the, the characters are terrible. Some people have admitted that. But there is something I know nobody's going to say. And this is, I apologize in advance. Because oh this is going, not going to be nice. Uh-oh. It's not going to be pretty. But this young lady who yeah. plays the lead character. Yeah. Now, I love strong female characters. Hellraiser, the first, actually, the first, both the first movie, both movies, the first two movies, both have them? a strong female heroine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, so that's not something new or woke or right. anything. It's just, just, right. it's just fine. Okay. So and so I love, I think that's, that's kick-ass. And I was expecting that. By the way, this is not the story of the original movie. Like, it isn't the, there's no Kirsty and Frank. And okay. There's none of that. It's like, they're telling a whole new, this is a kind of like reimagining reboot or something. I don't know exactly how to describe it. In any case, um, this one, this young lady... I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to say it. Uh, she comes up, she, they put her on the screen, and I'm like, oh my God, what's wrong with her lips? There's something oh, wrong with her lips, yeah. and it's distracting. And it takes you out of the movie every time she has anything, <laughs> like, anytime she has remotely a, a kind of close up where we can see her whole face. You're like, God, lady, do something with them fucking lips. Yikes. <laughs> they look like, in, when she first comes on the screen, it looked like she had just been punched in the mouth and, like, oh. had to put, like, some lip balm or something oh, okay. on it. You know what I mean? Just very weird. weird. <laughs> do you know who the actress is? I can, you could look it up. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know her name. I, if, to my knowledge, I've never seen her in anything else. Because Catherine Reitman, has, this is uh, Ivan Reitman's daughter, has that kind of weird, funky lip thing going on. And it's really, after a while, you're like, what's up with her lips? Yeah, I what's mean, wrong it, it, it's with just, her it was distracting. And I know maybe the young lady can't help it. Maybe that's just how they did her makeup. Maybe somebody thought that looked good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It looked like, you know, or maybe she had just gotten all the collagen injections and went right yeah. out. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're we're looking at pictures of her now. I think that's just how she looks. Yeah, I think that's how she looks. I think God bless you, honey. And I hope I don't mean anything any disrespect. Oh, that, but dude, I, what if she's I know listening? I'm being mean, but it was oh, it took me out of the film. It was just like crying right now. It just kept you know. <laughs> Why uh, doesn't Ludini like uh, me? <laughs> <laughs> he hates these lips. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really just. Hmm. So beware the lips. It's distracting. I would tell you, like if I had to give it a grade, I would give it a B minus C plus. Okay. It, it, it is well, it is a well-made movie, by the way. It's not, I mean, it looks like a, it's a Hollywood movie. It's not done mm-hmm. on the cheap or, right, you know, it's right. not like those almost direct-to-video yeah. Razor 13 and all that. It's <laughs> not like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not anything like that. It's like, it's a legitimate, you know, you know, and the guy that, uh, Bruck, Bruckner, I think was his name, made the film. He was a real fan of the original mm-hmm. material. So it's worth, um, if you 
I would say check it out if you're a fan of the move Hellraiser series. Check it out. Don't be prejudiced it. against Doug not having Doug Bradley. A lot of people were like prejudiced against the film because Doug Bradley wasn't going to play Pinhead. But I mean, the dude's like he's long, they would have had to do de aging and that adds yeah. all kind of yep. cost to everything they were doing. But the the dude the, the these Cenobites are fucking killer and they've got some they've got some terrifying lines that they say to people and stuff. Mm. That's nice. like you know, oh. Fucking awesome! Like that's <laughs> fucking great. But just like I almost would watch it again, but I would just fast forward to. But it's, it's about forty-five minutes, fifty minutes is where it starts to turn into it really something. kicks in. Yeah. yeah, it's not that there isn't anything in the beginning, but it's just you know it doesn't really kick into then. So that was my thing. Uh, real quick, I I read Stephen King's fairy tale that he just released in September. Mm-hmm. It's it's again it's a it's like the main characters like um, Carrie. Okay. Or or um, uh, Arnie in Christine. Okay. It's these. It's these. He's fat. He loves this on the cusp of adulthood. Okay. Right. And they all. You know, these characters all found themselves in situations where they had to step into adulthood in mm-hmm. a very kind of awkward, rough way. Mm-hmm. And this is this character Charlie has this happen to him. It's um. It's. There, the, I didn't like the pacing. I thought there were places that he needed to pick it up a bit, but ultimately ended up really falling in love with the story. And Stephen King said he wrote it because, because of the pandemic, he felt like his readers needed a, a story with a great happy ending, something that would really make them feel right. good. So it, I, I guess maybe if that's a spoiler for you, um, but uh, it has, it's got a lot of glowing reviews on um, online. I thought it was like pretty good. I definitely wouldn't say it's the best. And I wouldn't tell you if you're looking to get into reading horror novels to, and read Stephen King to start there. But it's that. And I watched The Final Conflict. I don't know why. Uh, there are actually two movies that I'm going to be watching the next two weeks. Uh, one is um, Terrifier 2. Ooh. Uh-huh. Heard I'm kind of scared to watch it. Heard it wasn't as good as the original. Still want to watch it because that is what made it, me pee my pants. I heard, though, Lily, I heard it's a total fucking blood fest. I'm sure. Yeah. That's, that's the way it should be. <laughs> but clowns. That so first I'm going to pee my pants. That first oh, one, man. I was. That was, I, I was that, guy. that was one of those movies where I just was like, oh, this is going to. I was like, I'm not yeah. really. You know, I'm just putting anything on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, this is like. It was actually. It was effective <laughs> at what it did. Yeah. By oh, no yeah. means is it a great movie. Yeah, piss Keith. my pants. <laughs> it's not a great movie. Clowns. But it is effective at what it sets out to do, which is, yeah, scare the shit out of you with this fucked up clown. Ah! Well, that mm-hmm. I will be watching mm-hmm. because I like to just obviously pee my pants over clowns. Uh-huh. And the other one is Halloween Ends. So once that's out. Oh. This... Oh, I'm going to see Halloween Ends. Yeah, I have to. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna definitely going to see it. So I those saw are the, the two that show. I'm going to be watching. All and right. I have to watch Hellfest again for the hundredth time because I just love that movie. Okay. <laughs> Um, Pittsburgh, Kevin? Yes. Want to chime in on anything else about Halloween-related, horror-related, or anything no. before we move on? No Halloween scares me. Oh, God. We are going to Get do out. Halloween shows here. scared. 31st. Yep. Please. I'm yep. sacrificing virgins that day. Oh. You can do it on the podcast. I can't. Ooh, yes, you can. No, I cannot do the 31st. <laughs> what? I cannot do the 31st. Oh man! I'm sorry. I wanted to have I come over. I'm not doing anything. I come over for you. I come up. Hey, listen, Halloween. I come sorry. dressed up like Lily. What We're gonna think? tell rock star ghost stories. Oh my! I cannot god. do the thirty first. <laughs> oh my god! You suck. I do. You're you welcome, suck. Kenny. What did I say that made you laugh? I don't. Know. I said some like Dixon Cox. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Oh, yeah. It's gone now. Dixon Cox. Dixon Cox. <laughs> Cock dick, whatever. Um, so, 
Let's do our new and notables. All right. And somebody else talk. Uh, mine is Tyrant. Ooh. Uh, they're a heavy metal band from Michigan. Uh, they're formed by brothers Andrew and Philip Winters in 2012 while they were still in high school. So they're super young. Um, they have a uh, sound that is a fusion of everything from Megadeth to Kiss to Pantera. Wow. They have gained, and that's what, what gave them a broad audience. Uh, they have opened for Deicide, Metal Church, Diamond Head, and they have a new album just released at the end of September, which is why we're talking about it through Pavement Entertainment called The Lowest Level. And Pray for the Night is my favorite track, and I think everybody will like it because literally this album has something for everyone. Dear Jesus, please give me the Does it have like some Lawrence Welk? No. Well, maybe. Metal, rock, underlying. (laughs) Maybe there's some bubbles when they play live. Maybe they're farting into their phone. Wow. So there's that. Champagne music. (laughs) (laughs) The lovely, lovely tiring. It's Mr. Mr. Pittsburgh. So as as always, uh, I get all my new music from... From us, <laughs> from TikTok. No, no, I go to the, I go to the TikTok every now and again. So, guy I've been seeing a lot uh, on on TikTok. I, I follow him is uh, Matt B Singer, M A T T B S I N G E R. Plays a nice uh, creamy strat. Plays a lot of bluesy, bluesy rock stuff. And uh, the, the, here's the funny thing: uh, you you may find this hard to believe. Every now and again, there's technical difficulties. Exactly. Lugini. We don't know about that. I, we had such a screwy time at the oh, beginning. I feel like kind of like who's trying to settle down from a guy. No, ahead. we're cool. But, uh, but one night Matt was on there. He's going to town. And there's absolutely no sound. Oh. And he had like 1,500 viewers. And of course, we're all chiming in. Can't hear you. And I'm like, oh, he's playing the sound of silence and stuff like that, right? As soon as he figured it out and got his music on, this is so sad. Dropped, he lost like about six, seven hundred viewers. <laughs> I think everybody was just there, like, when's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? But he's a really good player, Matt B. Singer. A lot of fun to watch on the the TikTok. The TikToks. On the TikTok. Uh, mine is Stone Senate. Oh. Uh, they put out a record. They're new. They're coming out with a new record. It's not out yet, but I got a press release from somebody who I think wants me to try to have them on the podcast or something. Okay. Um, they are Southern rock band. Yeah. The song's called Down. I put a link to it in the notes. Check it out. It's very cool. If you like that sort Excellent. of blues rock, Southern rock kind of yeah. thing. Um, just sort of a couple other little funny things. Howard Stern just left his apartment for the first time in two years. I heard. What? I heard that. For real? Yeah, for real. Uh, what a fucking Robin. idiot. I'm sorry. He's like, he's a, he's he's in a he's a what do you call what, what is a germaphobe. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, so when he did that thing and he went off and told said that people who um don't don't get the vax uh, vaccine should be put into concentration camps. He said something wild like that. Yeah. But um that like and you know, I, 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 everybody, I was, everybody on you know t- was like like <gasps> like what you know. But I was like he's a germaphobe. So right. like this is gonna this is his worst nightmare. Exactly. That there's a fucking you know like a flu bug around. That's mm, getting, like, you know his his imagination. Robin, I'm staying just, home. He's like super. You you've seen his yeah. movie. He's super neurotic. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think when he got married to Beth, and I think for, he went through a period where he was like really chill. But right. I, th- I think he's kind of. I, but that he was, knocked him off. That neurosis <laughs> was creeping back in. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was really, it was really creeping back oh, in, and my. and he just became, you know, his old self again. He's a super neurotic person. Yes. Um, um, but you know, I I I've listened to him my whole life. I was fucking great. 
Um, Keith says Green Gasoline from New Orleans is a killer rock and roll band. Oh my, Keith! Thank you, Keith. Are you gonna return? Can we get? You, can you come back on next week and be on for real? <laughs> for Let real, Keith. I'll have you. We'll we'll set it up. I I had, wasn't prepared. For anything tonight. Yeah, tonight it was a total <laughs> That's why we started half an hour late. 30 yeah. minutes later, yeah. Oh, so the other thing, and I didn't put this on my notes, but I wanted to run roll this at you guys, yes. is there's a feud right now Uh-oh. with the, um, and I pardon your, I beg your pardon, you're the s- singer for the band uh, Falling in Reverse. I can't remember your name, I apologize. Uh, and with Sebastian Bach and Eddie Trunk. Oh. Now, of course, Sebastian Bach's like, you know, you know, you know, like immediately escalated on Twitter to like, you know, meet me in the parking lot, motherfucker. I'll kick, you know, like me, like he went there, like before. It's what he does. <laughs> like, hey, calm down. We're not even there yet. But um, so I guess they didn't do a show because they their laptops got shipped <laughs> to the wrong place. Oh boy! And so Eddie Trunk, like he's a big. If you've listened to his show. He is really anti-bands using tracks. Right. Mm-hmm. Really, really, well, yeah. really hates that. Sure. <clears throat> that just wasn't going to fly with him. And Sebastian Bach got in on the discussion <laughs> as well. And so they've been ganging up on his poor kid. And I kind of felt bad for the kid because this, this is the 21st century. We're in the, tw- we're in the what? The second about to enter the third decade pretty soon, right? Mm-hmm. The second decade. Yes. Of no, the third decade. We're entering the third decade yes. of the 21st century. Yes. Music isn't created the same way as it was in the right. 60s. It just isn't. And the they he demonstrated this young man and I'm I apologize. I don't I can't remember his name from Falling Reverse. If somebody chimes in the comments, you can let me know. He they demonstrated on stage to their audience like this is what we this is what would happen if we didn't have this because they're mixing in electronica and all kind of stuff like that so they would literally probably have to hire a couple other players mm-hmm. in order to really you know have those sounds that's a big part of what they do and they they've made a little goof on it they kind of goofed on themselves and it's just not they have they have sequencers and stuff. so Eddie took like he had the you know he's been on this for years with Kiss and some of these bands having tracks but I started thinking about it and like I said that's, these kids are doing this but I saw Rush on a Snakes and Arrows tour mm-hmm. I think that if they would if they, if all their gear if their like sequencers and stuff went down oh yeah you know like they'd be playing their first album yeah they'd play their first <laughs> album be it. thank you Good night. they'd play their first album maybe, okay. their, maybe their second album oh is it Tuesday next week yeah Oh, bloody hell. Sorry. <laughs> bloody hell. So, I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, I think... They're not doing... They're not putting... They're not using laptops to, like, tr- create something that is supposed to be being played on stage. The guitar, bass, drums, and singing are being played by the those way guys. they should be yeah. mm-hmm. Which is fine. If they have to use the laptop for whatever they need to use... Whatever, I don't care. I go see Kiss, and they do that stuff too. So it's it's fine. However, Sebastian Bach, for being a Canadian man, is really angry all the time. Yeah, <laughs> what's his problem, me? Eh? Yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> I um so so I was thinking about Rush doing doing that, but you're right. I think that there's a 
But anyway, so what are, you, what are your thoughts on stuff, Kevin, about, about this thing? I'm very old school. And, and, but you know what? These big modern shows with the lights and the multimedia and everything happening, you do need... That's all done with little, computers. It's all done with computers. There has to be a click track to let you know when to come in because this is going to happen and that's going to happen. But that's why I like just going to see a local band in a bar, two guitars, a bass player, and a drummer. It's the most and, fun. Yeah. And there's no computers, no do. And if they fuck up, they fuck up and they laugh about it and they go on and play the next song. And guess what? The audience doesn't care because <clears> we're all drunk nope, anyway. Nope, because they're all drunk anyway. <laughs> And I'm not paying $500 to see them. I think that you're really hitting on something. Am I? <laughs> I think you're really hitting on something. Am I hitting I think something? you could start a movement with that. I could start a movement, do you think? And I don't mean a bowel movement. Oh, boy. Oh. Ah! I was like disappointed. <laughs> but I wanted it's to kind of, a bowel movement. Kind of so we talked about trick or treat. Yeah. We could discuss some other horror relates. The rest of the month, by the way, is all dedicated to spooky stuff. Oh. So I, will, I might as well go ahead and yeah. tell you what we're doing here. Okay. Next week, we're going to be on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, instead I just of found Monday. that out. <laughs> yeah, well, we have to because yeah. Lily's not going to be here. I'm covering Michael Schenker. <laughs> You're covering him? Lucky bastard. With my breasts. And nice. we're going. <laughs> album covers that scared the shit out of us. Oh, so yeah, okay. We all had okay. those album covers when we were, yeah, we were just getting so the music. Scary. Look at those. Scary yeah, so, okay. so the, our, just our personal. Right. Favorites. We're not, you know, and we're just gonna have some fun with this. Oh Lord. Okay. On the the twenty fourth, the ten spookiest classic rock songs of all times. Times. Mm. It's not all. Mo- it's not all monster mashups and per- flying purple people either. Okay. Shit. There's some, some real there's shit. Some, there's some dark shit out there. There's some yeah, songs that are like, yeah. whoa, dude, like, what the fuck, you know? And then on Halloween, which I wanted to do on Halloween, but we might have to do something different. You guys can do Halloween. I Nine rock star on. ghost stories to keep you awake Ooh. at night. So there's a lot of, and you know, just like celebrity ghost story, there's sure. def, just the rockers got their ghost stories as well. Vince Neil has a good one. See, that's why you need to be here. <laughs> Listen, I am most requested on Halloween more than any other night for sacrificing virgins. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Yeah, You're so good at it. I am. It's like a hobby. Well, look out, virgins. It's like a hobby. There aren't too many of them anymore. So those are birthdays. We don't want to start with the birthdays. We want to do... What did they change it again? How they did their... Oh, the format keeps changing. Yeah, right. I hate when they do that. On this day in 1902. There we go. Yes. And I just lost what I was looking at. Fucked it up. Let's retake that. They really did redo it We need some backwards masking right here. (laughs) Backwards masking tape. (laughs) That's good. In 1902, this day, the Gibson Mandolin Guitar Company was formed. Yeah. Gibson's first electric guitar, the ES-150, was produced in 1936. And in 1946, Gibson introduced the P90-style single-cloth pickup, which was eventually used on the first Les Paul model in 1952. That's right. Mr. Pittsburgh. Yes. Mr. Ludini. Gibson has all these guitars. ES this, ES that. What does ES stand for? Electric Spanish. Very good. Thank you very much. I actually knew that. Oh, look at you. Even Miss Lily knew. (laughs) Weird. I'm not reading that. Why? Because of what it says. (laughs) Why? Oh, fine. 1939, The Beatles. The real Eleanor Rigby died in her sleep of unknown causes at the age of 44. The 1966 Beatles song that featured her name wasn't written about her as Paul McCartney's first draft of the song named the character Miss Daisy Hawkins. So here we go. 
Eleanor Rigby's oh, tombstone was noticed in the 1980s in the graveyard of St. Peter's Parish Church in Wolton, Liverpool, a few feet from where McCartney and Lennon had met for the first time oh. in 1957. That's beautiful. Why don't you want to read that? It's a whole thing. I can't explain it right now. It's a kind of um, uh, st- like an I- story of irony. I think yeah. It's and an I think irony. it's appropriate for spooky season. But sure, go ahead. What do you got, sure. Mr. Pittsburgh? On this day, 1956, Elvis Presley's Love Me Tenor. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Love me chicken tender. I love me some chicken tender. Love me tender. Tender. What's wrong with being tenor? Entered the U.S. chart for a 19-week stay, peaking at number one for five weeks. The song... Ah, Thank my, you, Will Smith. Get my song. How about a fresh one from Will Smith, everyone? Ow. The song from Presley's first film of the same name was adapted from the tune... Orally, <laughs> orally, <laughs> written in 1861. Wow, wow. Old AF. Orally is one of those songs Orally. that is in. Uh, let me see. What, what's it? What's in? It's in the Alfred Guitar Method. Uh huh. It's in the Mel Bay Guitar Method. Yes, yes. It's Mel. in like every all the guitar methods. Wow. And it's one of those songs you learn on your like fifth or sixth lesson. I never did. Once you get to the. Once you learn, like, up to the fourth string or something like that. Right. Oh, the fourth string. I remember that. That was great. I'm really progressing. That's you. 1959, the Quarrymen played Mm -hmm. at the Cosbah Coffee Club, Liverpool. Ken Brown, suffering from a heavy cold, was unable to perform after the show. An argument started when Paul McCartney said that Brown should not get a share of the performance fee since he had not performed. Lennon and Harrison side with McCartney and Brown quits the quarryman. Fuck him. Well, there it is. Stupid Brown. Oh, oh 1964, the go. Beatles again. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me <laughs> when I'm 64? Yeah. That's coming up pretty soon, actually. It's coming up sooner than I realized. What? so weird. 64. During a UK tour, the Beatles appeared at De Montfort Hall I'm in confused. Leicester. Ringo Starr drove himself to the venue after taking delivery of a brand new... Whatever that is. Facial Vega. Okay, that's it. Apparently reaching speeds of 140 miles per hour on the M6 motorway. It's a a car company. Flaccid vagina. It's a car company. No, Lily, 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 listen to me. Listen to me. I don't have a flaccid vagina. Listen to me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Listen to me, Lily. It's like this. Yeah. You got to say it right. WMBC. Out. What do you mean? Get out. Come on. I hate like that. that movie. Read it like that. Awesome. I will not read it like that. Don't be a fossil. <laughs> Go ahead, Mr. Pittsburgh. Are you ready? And this day in 1969, dudes. Thank Nerds. you, my brother. Thank you, my brother. King Crimson released their debut <sighs> studio album in the Court of Crimson King on Island Records in England and Atlantic Records in America. Rolling Stone named... In, the, in the court, I'm sorry, yeah. Rolling Stone named In the Court of the Kings and Crim the second greatest yeah. progressive rock album of all time behind Pink Floyd's The Dark Side of the Moon. In the Court of the Crimson Scrim. In the Court of the Crimson Scrim <laughs> on Atlantic Records. That was close enough. You have a Crimson Scrim. Uh, do you need a Tampax or something? Yes. Well, well yes. Please. <laughs> oh, shucks. I love that Crimson Scrim. What's wrong with Crimson Scrim? Crim- Crimson Scrim. 
Crimson, Crimson, you can't even talk. You can't even say it. You can't even say it wrong. You can't say it either. None of us can. Fuck the king. It's Crimson King. Crimson Scrim? Crimson Scrim. That's my new band. Crimson Sniz. Crimson Sniz. Night. Crimson Scrim. Live. Uh, oh, oh, that's, oh, oh. that's me. Nineteen seventy, Neil Diamond went to number one on the U.S. Singles Chart with "Cracklin' Rosie," his first <coughs> number one as an artist. Diamond, who had spent his early career as a songwriter in the Brill Building, wrote uh, the 1966 number one hit "I'm a Believer" for the Monkees. For the you monkeys. said, uh, "Can I like shock you?" I did <laughs> say, uh, "So therefore, I'm going to do this." <laughs> That'll teach ya. 1970, you. Black Sabbath were at number one on the UK chart with their second album, Paranoid. The album, which contains some of the band's best-known signature songs, including the title track, Iron Man, and War Pigs, is now regarded as one of the classic heavy metal albums. Mm. Yes! I take a bite, I'm crying. <laughs> McGruff? Yes. Uh, whatever happened to McGruff? No, it's not the same anymore. He retired. McGruff the crime dog. On this day in 1970, the Carpenters were at number two on the U.S. singles chart with We've Only Just Begun. The song was originally recorded by Smokey Roberts under the name Freddie Allen and was used in a wedding-themed television commercial for a Crocker National Bank in California in 1970. <laughs> Okay, I finished. The Carpenters. You took may have just begun, but I just finished. On this day, 1970, the Carpenters took a number two. Uh, <laughs> that's, why, oh! that's why you were laughing. <laughs> this day in 1970. Well, a lot of shit happened this day in 1970. The first issue of Sounds, the British music newspaper, was published. Mm-hmm. It was intended to be a weekly rival to titles such as Melody Maker and New Musical Express as well known initially for giving away posters in the center of the paper. Sounds mm-hmm. closed on April 6, 1991. So they went out, they had a bit of a run. Yes, they did. Okay. I don't even know who that is. I want to do the next one. Please don't make me do that. All right, go, yeah, me... just go up there. Do it. Go. Okay. Do 1978. It. Steven Tyler. Joe Perry and Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. Oh, I didn't. That sucks. Were injured oh. after a cherry bomb was thrown on stage during a gig in Philadelphia. Cherry bomb! The group performed behind a safety fence for the rest of the tour. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> was that you or a sound that's effect? That's fucked up. It's the sound effect. Is it, uh, it's, I'm is like, it real or pretty, is it me- memory? I didn't know. I've been sitting right here, too. On this day, 1979, The Rose, starring Bette Miller as a self-destructive 1960s rock star transparently based on Yanis Joplin, for all of our Spanish-speaking friends, premiered in Los Angeles. The film, the film was nominated for four Academy Awards, including wow. Best Actor in a Supporting Role by Freddie Forrest, Best Actress in a Leading Role Bay Miller in her screen debut <laughs> and best film editing and best sound. I want to I want to include all of our friends tonight. We don't have any friends. True. We this is our friends. Yeah, that's right it. here. Yeah, yeah. Here comes the mob coming to cancel us. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. We are only <laughs> friends. So the, the Spanish the Spanish 
El Rose. I'm going to get in my pants. Stop, guys. El Rose. Johannes Joflin. Yeah. Johannes Joflin. Fuck me running. Pray for us. Okay, all right. All right, let's go. That's there we friend. go. There's a good 1980, one. the funeral took place oh. of Led Zeppelin's drummer John Bonham Bonzo was found mm-hmm. dead at guitarist Jimmy Page's house of what was described as asphyxiation after inhaling his own mm. vomit mm. after excessive vodka consumption. 40 shots in four hours. He was uh, only 32 years old. Wow. That's so sad. 40 shots in four hours. He had 10 shots an hour. I'd be dead. Fuck. That's some serious fucking drinking, man. Oh, well, they say that that's the uh, Gary Moore. He had drank it in like tire fifth of like Crown Royal or oh, something. Oh fuck that! Oh, man. And you know, I mean, he was in—he was like my age. He was like in his yeah. mid fifties. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I'll be dead too. Well, <laughs> and I didn't even live. I do one like, shot and I'm hungover for like three days. Yeah. yeah. Nineteen eighty-one. The police went to number one on the UK album chart with "Ghost in the Machine," the band's third number one LP. And these guys mm-hmm. came out, man, and they were just—they were crazy. Yeah, man. they just took over. On this day, 1987, White Snake went to the. Hey, White Snake, you don't think they're talking about the penis? Uh, White Snake went to number one on the U.S. singles chart with "Here I Go Again," a number go nine hit in the U.K. 1987. There's that snake. Warrior, that's mine. Penis. P- p- please, can we call it a tallywhacker? Ten fifteen. <laughs> I'm, I'm. We need to. Yeah, I'm gonna. I have. Stuff to say about that, but I'm going to refrain. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> On this day, 1992, REM scored their second UK number one album with Automatic for the People, featuring singles Drive, not to be confused with the song by the Cars. Right. Correct. Everybody yes. Hurts, yes. Man on the Moon, and Sidewinder Sleeps Tonight. Wow. It was a big album. I remember when that album mm-hmm, came out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess I'll read it. 1999. Okay. U.S. teenager Christina Aguilera went to number one on the U.K. singles chart with Genie in a Bottle. The song spent five weeks at number one on the U.S. chart and won Aguilera the best new artist Grammy for the year. And she tries to claim she's not from Pittsburgh, but bitch you are. She's from Westford. <laughs> she's from you know Westford. from that. On this day in 1999, a charity auction selling Elvis Presley belongings was held at the Grand Hotel Las Vegas. A wristwatch sold for $32,500. A cigar Oof. box... $25,000, an autographed baseball sold for $19,000, wow. and a 1956 Lincoln Continental sold for $250,000. Yikes. He probably had sex when in that you go When you go uh, to the Country Music muse- Museum in Nashville, yeah. you see like some of the, like Hank Williams' Cadillac, Carl right. Perkins' mm-hmm. Cadillac, yeah. and stuff like that, and these things are tricked the fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Phones, televisions, and everything. Like, what the hell? How would you would how would you call anybody on the phone in in nineteen fifties? From yeah. a car. I don't know the how rules. How does that work? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the rules. I, I, I don't know all the ins and outs of things. Me either. <laughs> um I'm just gonna quickly scroll. The police again did something. Nineteen uh, two thousand seven. <laughs> they did something. Sting yeah. topped a list of the worst lyricists ever what? for such alleged sins as name dropping Russian novelist Vladimir Nabokov and the police tune Don't Stand So Close to Me. Mm-hmm. Quoting a Volvo bumper sticker, if you love someone, set them free, and co opting the works of Chaucer, Saint Augustine, and Shakespeare. The survey in Blender Magazine placed Rush drummer Neil Peart at number two. Wow. 
Creed frontman Scott Scapp Stapp at number three, and Oasis guitarist Noel Gallagher at number four, saying Gallagher seemed incapable of following a metaphor through a single line, let alone a whole verse. Wow. Judgy wudgy. Mm, just a little. <laughs> <clears throat> wow. Everything, no, nobody was safe there. No, no. <laughs> I don't even know what that we is. We are nope. just, I think, going to nope. kind of continue. Paul McCartney and his band surprised New Yorkers by performing songs from his new album in a short impromptu free concert to roughly 3,000 people on a long truck parked in the middle of Times Square. This was on well, this day in 2013. So yeah, that's, that's kind of fun. interesting. And so that is it. And so let's give let's send some happy birthday shout outs. Happy birthday, we, sons of bitches. Before we there's some good, there's there's some, some there's good some ones on the looking through here, yeah. Uh, Dennis Diel from the Honeycombs, who was born in 1943. Mm-hmm. Jerry LaCroix from the jazz rock American group Blood, Sweat, and Tears, born this day. Nice. Happy birthday, Jerry. Alan Cartwright. Basis for Procol Harum. Happy birthday. Singer songwriter uh, John Prine. Love John Prine. Uh, Born this day in 1946, Cyril Neville, uh, vocals, percussions with the Neville Brothers. Keith Grimes, guitarist, uh, Ava, Ava Cassidy. Uh, Sharon Osborne, oh, the lovely Sharon Osborne, yeah. born this day in 1952. Happy birthday, Sharon. Meet Scottish musician, <laughs> singer, songwriter, uh, like backed up with tons and tons of people. I think he's produced stuff. Born this day in 1953, Tanya Tucker. <laughs> Um. Yeah, big hits in the in the seventies, primarily. Uh, country singer born in say nineteen fifty five. Happy birthday, Tanya Tucker, David Lee Roth, Diamond Dave. Diamond this could have been a Van Halen podcast, Mr. Frontman. <laughs> but I couldn't tie Van Halen into Halloween, so no. Yeah. So happy birthday, David Lee. Christy McCall, and rest in peace as well. Uh, loved the album. Um, um, tropical brainstorm. Uh, if you, if you, I would tell you if you're interested in her, listen. Start with that album. It's really, really good. Uh, Al Conley from Glass Tiger. Eric mm-hmm. Martin from I'm going Mr. To see him on Big. Monday. Oh, He's really? opening for Shanker. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Martin Kemp from Spandau Ballet. You sure. know this much is true. Yes. Johnny Mayo, guitarist with alternative rock band Republica. Mm-hmm. Born in '63. Jim Glennie. From the English rock band uh, James. Oh, okay. Graham uh, Graham Crab, the drums for the English alternative band uh, Pop Will Eat Itself. Oh my. Mike Ma- uh, Malinin uh, from the Goo Goo Dolls. Happy birthday, uh-huh. Scott Morris. No relation to Rich Morris. <laughs> uh, Maya. Yes. I remember her. Yes. And that's pretty that's much it. it. Everybody else, kiss my ass. That's right. <laughs> Bye. If it's your birthday today and we forgot you, peace off. Peace off, you bastards. Guys, thank you so much for hanging (laughs) out. Was there anybody we need to address? We've addressed, I think, everybody. (laughs) We addressed the entire room. Yes. Keith, uh, Keith said Tuesday is no bueno, unfortunately, next week. He's playing out. Well, that's what he's supposed to be doing. Good for him. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, I think it was a pretty good show. It was fun. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out. Yeah. Um, interesting start, but you know, uh-huh. we, we worked it out. <laughs> we made it work. A slow start, but we—that's all that matters. We got there. Figured out. <laughs> so, guys, enjoy the rest of your week, and we uh, 
Don't forget to check out Rock Rage Radio. It's yeah. specifically what, Lily? Hot Legs with Lily 6, Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Also vote for me for Face of Horror. And I will be at yes. Resurrection Island Tattoo Convention all weekend long. So if you're in Wheeling, West Virginia, come say hi. You said, nice. it, you said erection. <laughs> I sure did. Res erection. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's what, you know, that's what <laughs> I said. I, had, I get in a residue sometimes. When I, oh. <clears throat> you don't say. Oh, sir. Um... <laughs> Um, LudiniRockandRollCircus.com Do all that stuff there. Thank you. And yeah, don't forget our good friend Chris Thunderwolf. Yes. Chris? Chris, you're our online. good friend. Chris, you're my best friend. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Chris. Check him out online. WolfCustoms.online <laughs> Amazing custom uh, paintwork uh, uh, and finishes, etc. on your musical instruments. So check him out. All right, guys, I think that that kind of that will do wraps it, it up. Yes. I mean, I can't think of anything else. Nope. Well, on that happy note, happy weekend, uh, week, or whatever <laughs> you're doing. It doesn't matter. I don't, it doesn't say, matter. I don't know folks, when you're listening to this. Yeah, whatever. Happy whatever, folks. Happy whatever you do. Like, be happy at it. <laughs> don't worry. And party on, dudes. She was too-